Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Hello friends, fast am I and welcome along to Spotlight where tonight we're talking to local singer-songwriter Callum Brew who is releasing his very first single this weekend. And we look back on a conversation I had with the incredible Yola a few years ago. Don't worry if you can't stay for the whole half hour. At the end of the programme, I'll be making the show available as a podcast on the Manx Radio website, which is free to stream, download and share. So first tonight, we're speaking to Callum Brew, who's just completed his first year of the music performance and production course at UCM. He's now getting ready to release his first single, Maple Spirit, this Friday. So my name is Callum uh, Brew. Um, I'm 21 years old. Um, I'm Douglas born and bred. And I've been a fan of music ever since I was growing up. Um, So the sort of music that I enjoy listening to um, is pop music, rock music, um, folk music, and traditional music as well. Uh, But I'm also a massive fan of heavy metal music. And I'm a massive metal head. Um, (laughs) I, I enjoy most things to do with heavy metal um which is which is ironic considering the fact that i've not actually um been listening to heavy metal all that long it's amazing that sometimes you just find a you find a genre you find some music that just like flips a light switch in your head what kind of stuff have you been getting into well growing up i've always been a fan of folk metal so that is folk music mixed in with heavy metal and i've grown up listening to a band named Alestorm. Uh, which uh, features Christopher Bowes as its main person who sort of took the lead for Ailstorm. And last last year they released an album called Curse of the Crystal Coconut, <laughs> um, which kind of stems back of the whole p- piracy story. Yeah. Um, and they got and they brought in um, some folk some folk instrumentalists. Um, one of them I actually actually follow on on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, Patty Gurdy, who plays the Hurdy Gurdy, and um, and I enjoyed listening to that, to that album so much so that one of the songs that I listened to on the album is actually a traditional folk song that I actually have in my live music set when I go and play at uh, open mic nights. Is that what you'd consider to be kind of mainstream metal, if there is such a thing, or is it a little bit different for their usual style? Because it's a, is it a gentle song or is it quite a powerful one? How do you go it's about performing soft, it? Soft, gentle, because it has the acoustic guitar, uh, which is my p- predominant um, instrument. But as the metal implements come in to to the song, like the drums, the electric guitar, um, and the key and the synthesizer keyboards. Um, that's when the heaviness starts to come in, mm-hmm. and I find that, um, and I find as well that um, because I'm also a drummer as well, um, that as I, that as the drums kick in, it makes the song feel more lively, mm-hmm. um, as probably most metalheads would probably find mm-hmm. that um, that they find the bass guitar um, to be sort of the key part uh, for most. Um, rock songs and metal songs but I find that the drums are the most important parts 
as um, as I once was a drummer of the Manx Youth Band. So it sounds like, I mean, you're a multi-instrumentalist and you've also spoken to me about your autism. Can you tell us about your relationship with music? How does it make you feel? Um, when did you start learning and what was that process like for you? It sounds like it's always been a very significant part of your life. Well, the way that, well, the way that I think about it is music makes me feel more connected with society. Um, as a lot of people around the world will know, um, that music is, is always been the core, um, part of society in general and has been for, for many years. Um, but I think since this whole pandemic has sort of still been, been still around, it's, it's still been a much more important role in 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 us as a society because without music we wouldn't be living anymore and that's in my view you know um so so music so music has really helped me to become more aware of what goes on in society um and so and sometimes it comes out good sometimes it comes out bad but at the end of the day i am what i am i can't change it um if people want to be nice to me then they have the they have the rights to be nice to me if they want to be rude to me i'm not going to listen to them it sounds like a very sensible approach and i completely agree with what you say about music makes life more vivid i think uh, it rings true for so many people yeah. it's our culture it's our it's how we, like you say yeah. how we communicate it's how we express ourselves yes anybody who is um finding themselves struggling with um the kind of things that you've been through yourself um anyone who's feeling a bit isolated like they can't communicate with the world what would you say to them i would i would say to them look everyone is in the same circle you, um and as sam smith once once um sung as um you're not the only one um and to anyone who's out there who is who is really struggling um i would say seek help um you know go and see your you know go and see your mates and and just talk to them and just make sure that that you know that you're that you are okay and you're staying and you're staying safe um i know that this whole covid pandemic actually has been quite bad um i know that my mental health's been bad uh, but I'm. I feel rather lucky that I have family, um, you know, on on and off island that are there to support me. So I give them full respect. One of the bands that I first started getting into. Um, was a band from Mongolia. Um, they're a band called The Who, and the reason why they're called The Who is because of the style of music that they um, that they have. It's called it's called Hunu Rock, um, which is essentially heavy metal mixed in with traditional Mongolian throat singing. Wow! Um, and they in two thousand and eighteen, two thousand nineteen, they released their first album called The Gereg, and The Gereg is essentially um, is a passport to 
to Mongolian culture and folklore. So much so that they actually um that they actually got noticed by the Mongolian president and they actually won an award. They actually won one of the, uh, the Genghis Khan Award, which is the most prestigious award out in Mongolia. Wow. That's incredible. I have to look them up. And they and they also managed to um they've played it festivals like download um festivals in Europe and around the world. That's so good to hear. And um, this sort of traditional folk theme seems to be recurring in your musical interests. What is your connection to sort of more traditional folk music? Um, are you connected to the tra- traditional folk of the Isle of Man? Where did this start for you? It's, it's a family background. Yeah. Um, my my dad, my dad and his parents. Um, my dad Colin and his parents Peter and Rini, uh, they um, they they have more of a traditional background. So they're so they're into the cultural side of the Isle of Man, uh, so and the history behind it. Um, whereas my mom Julie, um, she with her music background, she's one of the founders of Max Voices, and I've kind of been part of Max Voices for a while. Um, as I've gotten a bit older. I went to Germany back in 2014 with Balkamine. Mm-hmm. Um and I then and then a few years later I went to Hungary uh, to Budapest and to Spontangle Kecskemét which is in the plains of Hungary. Mm-hmm. And whilst I was in Hungary I did a festival called the Chiparo Festival mm-hmm. which is a youth festival uh with Krista McCartney. Mm-hmm. And that and that was a good experience as well. Oh, it's lovely to hear that you're part of the choir who went across with Krista McCartney. I know she studied co-dive for quite a long time and it's lovely to, it's lovely to meet one of the members of that choir. So yeah. it sounds like you've had so many different influences um, and that your family means a lot to you. And this new single that you're releasing um, is very much connected to family, isn't it? Tell us a little bit about what inspired this song. Okay, so Maple Spirit first came about um, because I heard found out back uh, back in my early teenage years that i had connections um um family relatives that were from canada so that's where maple spirit got started and i then played it live at a charity guitarathon um in the bridge in laxi and so i played it and there was a few noticeable people that actually liked hearing the song including my producer John Lightfield from Power on Music. Um and and I've known John for 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 quite a few years ever since he's moved over here from from his native town of Oslo in Norway. And he sort of said to me one time, "Let's make this into a proper single." And so we so we went and so me and my dad Colin uh, we went up to his place um, to sort of explain how it was all going to work and he was and John was going to help me um, and he was he was, he was essentially going to guide me through the um, through the recording process of how of how it's going to work. Um, it's a new experience and one that I'll and one that I'll definitely look forward to in the future. Um, Hopefully, with the rest of some holidays, I'm trying to get gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if there are any bars around the Douglas area or or or, or any venues that are look that are looking for for someone to to have to, ha- to have an um, mm-hmm. gig styled event, um, 
please let me know uh, via my Facebook page, uh, Calenbury Music, um, and my Instagram page at, at which is at c at, at Calenbury Music. Well, fantastic. How did it feel when you had when you listened to that track for the first time when it had been mixed and you had the final mix? Um, what was that feeling? The feeling of me listening to the track, um, to bits of the track actually, because I haven't listened to the full track yet. I want to anticipate that moment where, um, where I get to listen to it on Spotify, because that means I, that means I have to listen to the full track. Um, but um, have but having listened to the full track, um, but listened to bits of the final track, um, actually, in some ways, it actually shouldn't shivers down my spine a little bit, because. It was that realization of what I'm about to achieve, of what I'm hope of what I'm hoping to achieve. It's lovely to hear that your single will be released on Spotify. I mean, that must be an amazing feeling. Tell us about when it's going to be released and how we get hold of a copy okay, of it. Okay, so so the so the single is released on the 30th of July. Um, I have done some pre-releases on SoundCloud as well, so you can go and listen to it on SoundCloud. Um, I have a Bandcamp account um, and it's about 50p to download the track You've made a lot of progress in a very short amount of time it's been lovely talking to you it's been yeah. really exciting to hear your influences and um, stories surrounding your sort of musical journey we wish you the very best of luck and, um, and yeah thank you so much for joining yeah, us um, yeah Is it That single Maple Spirit comes out this Friday on Spotify. And if you can't wait, head to Bandcamp now, search for Callum Brew, and you can download the single for just 50 of your pennies, 50p. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. On late lunch this week, Christy and I have been kind of fangirling over the wonderful Yola, whose song Starlight was our record of the week recently. And we thought it might be nice to dig out the conversation I had with her at Milne Town when she performed at Cyclefest in 2018. It sort of feels criminal to cut this down because she speaks so much wisdom and she was such lovely company. It's a really nice listen. But I thought we'd revisit her advice on caring for your voice as a singer because, I mean, she's done it all from backing singer to choirs to solo and she's got a really powerful voice. As an etiquette, I've done a lot of like session vocal feature for a person, but for someone else's band work, like maybe two big jobs doing backing vocals, but nothing ever more than like one one offs, you know. One was um, Dizzy Rascal on Later with Jules Holland, another one was um, backing for Adele at the Royal Variety. But both times were like one offs. But the main thing you do in those scenarios is that you learn how to be a supportive angle regardless of like what you're having in your own life or what you think your worth is you know um you go in and you turn your voice to the blending voice as much as you can you've heard my voice now 
So you know how hard that is for me. <laughs> yeah, well done. Don't worry, I already answered that question. You're going to ask me, how hard is it to blend your voice? And the answer is, you know, lots hard. But like, uh, I can. But I've just got to really like dial it back like a lot. <laughs> be really tricky to look after your voice when you use it in the way that you do because although this sound like you've said the music is in you and this sound comes naturally from you to look after your voice and be able to perform on the scale that you do around the year it must be a really tricky job how do you keep your strength up uh so uh christmas 2006 i lost my voice and i couldn't speak for two months and i couldn't sing for a year and a half and in that time uh I was looking around for people that were experts in the kind of way, if you um, think of singing as a muscular exploit, which is what it is, I was thinking of looking at people that had the same support structure as when an athlete, like, you know, if Mo Farah gets injured, he's got a whole team of people that will look after, one, his recovery, um, getting back to health, and then his general form, making sure that he's in a healthier form to not replicate that injury, a sports scientist who's like looking at his biomechanics, a sports psychologist that's making sure he's getting his marginal gains and that he's not impeding himself muscularly in some unhealthy way. He's got a whole team of people and you need all of that when you're using any group of muscles repetitively, um, including your voice. And so I was like, I wonder if there's anything like that around. And the answer was no, not at that time. And even though there are experts that are, you know, lauded for doing maybe one or two of those jobs that a sports person has available, and then they're like geniuses that only the most niche people quote, like if that was a sports person, that would be rubbish. Like rubbish. It wouldn't be enough. And so I'm like, so they've been nailing it in every other kind of muscular kind of way to support cyclists. Here we are at CycleFest. So I started looking into all of this stuff for voice health first I went to a speech therapist in Bristol we kind of got through the material that I needed to know the basic stuff in maybe about three months of the six months that I had of the course so for the rest of the time we just jammed and I said can I extrapolate the trend on these techniques and move them towards singing she goes I don't really know much about it I'm like don't worry I'll give you an introduction into phonology kind of science of like resonating and like how you resonate on your palate and how you compress in your voice and stuff. For a while I was jamming with that and then with this voice osteopath who was talking about how your bones relate. And so I was getting into the biomechanics side of it after a while. I was like, okay. So I've done like the form, the general trainer, your biomechanics person. Right, what else do I need? I need the physio. Okay, so I taught some sports masseuses around me which muscles to massage um certainly around like the clavicular part of your body and then i was like what else do i need (laughs) and i just went round. i went round. so i was like speech therapist yes then i need a masseuse then i need maybe respiratory physio because you get knots in your diaphragm quite a lot so i just oh my gosh you can see how long this conversation is and uh, (laughs) when you lose your voice you get really anxious no one gives you enough information on how to maintain your voice and so much doesn't exist in one place so i was like before i had this knowledge i was terrified but if there's one thing i believed in it was that knowledge is power 
So I accrued all of this information and just like packed it together and wrote a course for myself. And my voice started coming back and coming back and then it got stronger and stronger. And then I was like, I think it's stronger than before I lost it. Wow, you're a bit of a guru on like, maintaining your voice. That's incredible. I, when I asked, I wasn't expecting that. Kind of, that's amazing. We have loved having you at CycleFest. I do hope you return to the Isle of Man. Even if it's not for CycleFest, there are so many lovely venues on the island, and I just know you go down an absolute storm. I'm sure people want to follow what's happening with you. Yeah, well, the first thing that everyone will say, and it's really sad that we've got to this point within humanity, but you have to follow people of social media. I'm sorry, people. I know you don't want to. You want to react with humans and stuff. But, you know, maybe this is part of being international. You know, you try and connect. So the first thing that you have to do is follow me on all the social networks forward slash I am Yola Carter. That's how it all works. I'm, and don't, don't blame me. I didn't create this. <laughs> so uh, just watch the space. Thank you, Yola. What a legend. Thanks so much for your company this evening. Spotlight returns next Wednesday at 6 with more news of creative happenings from around the island and further afield if you fancy. If you want to get in touch with any ideas, just email spotlight at manxradio.com. Always delightful to hear from you. I'll be back tomorrow from 1 o'clock with the lovely Christy Dehaven on late lunch where we'll be finding out what makes Munchavega Nursery so very special. Have a lovely evening. Slen you.